Somebody did a lot of work on that, didn't they? Well, it is Christmas season once again, and when suddenly, this weekend's call, when suddenly there was a star, that wonderful star. I don't know about you, are you a stargazer? Do you like to look up in the beautiful dark skies in a dark community where there's not a lot of street lights, and you look up and you just see those stars glistening? And some of you live a little more out from away from the city and you know what it is or i remember one time i was speaking at a retreat outside of houston and we were in the middle of nowhere and i i still remember that night so vivid looking up and the stars were just absolutely you know just take your breath away well there was a star that we read about in scripture and i think it was a star that literally took their breath away it was a star that moved it was a star that gave leadership and in numbers chapter 24 verse 17 he talks about that star out of Jacob, that the star would move and that it was going to be very significant. you got to remember there was a bunch of guys here that followed the star. They were basically well-informed. They had secular science down. They were pagan astrologers. But they were moved by the star and they followed that star thousands of miles to go. And, to, and yet the Jewish religious leaders of the day, what did they do? They only had a few miles to go. But they didn't bother with the star. And the scripture, it starts there in Matthew 2, and it says these words, We saw a star in the east, and we have come to worship him. And then verse 9, it moves on down there, and it says, But the star stopped over the place. It stopped over the place that Jesus was born. And that star, they, they knew the significance of the star, and they began to follow the star. And one of the songs today, did you see it? I love that name of Jesus. He is the bright and morning star. Our Jewish community say the star of David, but I love the star. You know, when we think about superstars and we think about stars in the world, is there any star like Jesus? Absolutely none. He came and he split history in half and this uh, messianic deliverer would come just as Isaiah and others had prophesied long before his birth. But he comes to earth for us. And I know you're going, well, I already know all that. Well, probably so if you live in the Bible Belt or maybe in other parts. But it's amazing how many people know the facts, but they don't know Jesus. They know the story. They know the songs. They go through the motion year after year. They even come to church, and somehow you miss Jesus. You know, when I think about that night, there was no GPS unit for him to follow. I don't know if you've, you know, on your cell phone or you've got the little GPS or whatever. I remember when we bought one years ago and... What do we call her? What was her name? Y'all remember we named her Bossy. That's what we named her, Bossy. Isn't that a great name, Bossy? I had a Maxima Nissan years ago. It was a 1984 model. And I remember when I was going to seminary with that thing, and, and, I, and, and that woman, she was so stinking Bossy. She told me, door is ajar. Door is ajar. And, she, and here's her favorite. Fuel level is low. Fuel level is low. Man, I got so annoyed by that. And then, so we bought this GPS, and she kind of reminded me, and she was always telling me what to do. You know what I did? I just cut her off. But there's something about a GPS, and sometimes, have you ever noticed, you ever, you ever programmed in something, you know how to get there, and they do it a different way? Yeah, that happens too. And I've even been to some cities and followed the GPS, and it didn't exist when we went. And then sometimes you get to right where you're going. But they didn't have a GPS. Well, maybe they did. They had the star. They follow the star, and suddenly there was a star. And today, what I'm going to try to get into with us is we're going to look more at the incarnation because I'm, I'm intrigued with the incarnation. You know, when you preach Christmas season year after year, you're always trying to look for new ways to flow to, to uh, bring you to 
movement to get you to reflect to get you to think and and this star moves and the stars definitely you know i'll come back and i'll preach on that but my prayer this year is god help me to reignite the christmas wonder in the people at christ community church this morning God, the people that sometime will listen to this on a podcast or something, God, reignite the wonder of the season. Think about kids. Are kids excited about Christmas? Are you breathing? The wonder in their eyes. They, you know, you watch little kids and they go and they just look at trees. And there's something, if you ever noticed about kids, mama always says, don't touch. And what does the kid do? Touch. Got to touch that tree. Got to feel that tree. Got to crush that tree, you know? But, you know, we just, the wonder of it, the sounds, the sights. How many of you enjoyed the food of the season? Oh, I wonder, I wonder. I'm exercising so heavy, but I'm not exercising enough to keep it off. But i got to figure something out here. But let's, let's don't talk about me. Let's talk about you. Here we go. All right. So Hebrews chapter 1. I want you to open your Bibles. I want you to turn over there. It's Hebrews chapter 1. We'll get there because it's the incarnation. That's what the theologians call it. It means God became flesh. He comes to us in Jesus in the form of a baby. He comes to us and in Christ we find refuge from our worries and from our troubles and our pains and our distractions. And we begin to trade those sorrows and those pains and those worries in. Then, and only then, can we come into adoration and to adore and to magnify And as Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord, yet my soul rejoices. That's what I pray this Christmas is that you rejoice in the Lord. And here's what's amazing about Christmas. There always tends to be a lot of joy in this season, and it tends to be a lot of gloom and doom and sadness. People have had a tough year. They've had a turbulent financial year. I've seen it all through our church and through our body. They've had people that have gotten sick. They've gotten divorced this year. They've had people die. They've got people that are sick. Have you ever noticed? See, I know this as a pastor. It's amazing how many people get sick around Christmas time. It's amazing how many people tend to die around Christmas. I've chosen to find another perspective that I think about when they do die. They're on the other side. They get to see heaven or they get to see Christmas from the other side. How many of you can't wait to see heaven from the other side? I long for that. I mean, I love this world. I love the sights, but man, it's all been through the fall. And over there, it's going to be different. But I want us to look today because there's, uh, there's three truths that I want us to try to respond to or to restore the wonder. And here is number one. Get ready to write. Number one. Jesus is the revealer of God. That's who Christ is. He comes to reveal God. But I want us to do something as you're looking there. I want you to turn to Hebrews chapter one there will you turn there with me and in hebrews i want us to stand can we just stand together let's just stand i'm gonna make the proclamation i'm gonna read god's word and i want us to hear this i don't always do this but sometimes i just want you to hear the son superior to the angels let's listen in the past god spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways but in these last days he has spoken to us by his son whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom he made the universe the son is the radiance of god's glory and the exact representation of his being sustaining all things by his powerful word and after he provided purification for sins he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven god take your living word and breathe into our thirsty souls let's be seated 
That's God's Word. Now, you're going, well, I don't usually read that passage at Christmas. I usually look at the Gospels, Pastor, or, or I look at this. I know. So I want to do something a little different just so we can kind of look and go, what is number one? Jesus is the revealer of God. The Bible says God has spoken in various times, in various places, in various ways. He has spoken through the prophets, and we have them in our Old Testament. Are you grateful for the Old Testament prophets that speak to us today? I am. But it says, but now he speaks to us through the Son, who is the exact representation of God because he is God. He's part of the Godhead. He's part of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And he comes and he begins to speak to us. So God switches, if you will, from prophets to the Son. How many of you are glad that God gave us the Son? It's a lot easier to receive from the Son and live in the air or in this dispensation of grace than under law. Now, the law shows us our sin and it reveals to us that we need to have a Savior. But Jesus comes to reveal God. Matter of fact, I'm just thinking about how we get our attention and who reveals what. There's a movie I saw in 2008. Let's just see right here if it'll come up. Maybe it'll teach you something today. Who's your Hello? 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 Who's there? Um, this is the mayor. The mayor? The mayor? I knew it, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. I knew there was life on this speck. The speck? What speck? Well, um, I don't exactly know how to tell you this, but you're living on a speck. Well, I hate to disagree with you, oh, voice from the drain pipe, but I live in Whoville. Well, then, Whoville's a speck. <laughs> right. Okay, seriously, who is this? Is this Bert from accounting? Uh, no. This is Horton. I'm an elephant. Okay. Horton? Fake name. Where are you? Well, from where you're standing, I guess I'm in the sky. Compared to you, I'm enormous, which is saying something, because I've slimmed down quite a bit. I swim. <laughs> Your whole world fits on a flower in my world. Oh, man, this is even pushing it for you, Bert. Okay, y'all bring the popcorn in now. No, no, I'm kidding. Okay, here we go. But, you know, he, he, in this movie, you see how he speaks to the mayor. And, and I'm thinking, but the sun, he reflects. You, you watch that movie, and you see a lot of the scenes of the Old Testament if you'll just look at the spiritual parallels. Now, I'm not going to watch any more clips, so don't worry about that. But I just want to get your attention because it's so significant that God comes near. And he comes to speak to us. And are we listening? Now, who is this? Well, it's God. And he's come so close to be intimate, to be, to be our Savior, to be our King, to be our Lord, to be our God. Because he's, he's the exact representation of God. I, I still can't comprehend that. It's, it's, he's the revealer of God. In the Gospel of John, the first chapter, the first verse, this is, the word of the Lord says this. It says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. God has always been. Jesus has always been. But he chose to come in bodily form. 
the incarnation of God himself. We, we call this thing called incarnational ministry, that we let the very life of Jesus live in and exude out of us and expresses himself. That's what it is to follow Christ. The incarnation of Jesus Christ dwelling in you through the power of the Holy Spirit that you live and you touch. So in other words, when my hand touches you, when Jesus fills me, Christ touches you. Does that encourage anybody besides me? Christ, the hope of glory, comes to dwell in the heart of mankind. If you'll be repentant, if you'll receive this Lord of glory. Let's look at the second thing. Jesus isn't only the revealer, he's the creator of all things. He's the creator. He's always been, and he always is. He's the Alpha. He's the Omega. He's the creator. He's the sustainer. He's strength. You, you have to settle this truth. I'm not doing it this year. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. But for about the last three years, I've, I started a little rhythm. I was experimenting with you. you. You're saying, you do that. I do. I was experimenting about video teaching. And little did I know that in video teaching, we would launch a, a ministry at Troy University. It's now completed three semesters. Bless the Lord. But in here... I did this thing. I thought, you know, we have great technology here. I'm going to show y'all the power of video. So I started showing y'all Louis Giglio videos. We did it one year. Remember, indescribable. The next year we did how great is our God. And people have said, could Louis come back? Of course. He's, and then last year I did something totally different. But there's some things that I want to borrow, not necessarily from that, but part of it, because he loves the astrology and he loves to teach on that. But I want us to look at this star and I want us to look at how great God is. And as Horton even sees there with the who about how great he thinks he is and how puny they are. And let me just get you to consider this today. You are small in the guise of God. He is massive. He is great. He is ever increasing expansive. And sometimes we want to take a great God that creates the universe and we want to dumb him down and we want to bring him down to some small things, but we can't contain him. I'm going to try to prove this maybe today. Four stars I want us to look at. Ready for this? This will be kind of fun. The first one is the sun. Now, I've got a picture of the sun, just one of the pictures that's been taken with some of the different telescopes. But the sun is 93 million miles away. Now, that's a long ways. All I know is that if you travel at the speed of light, and how, how fast is the speed of light? Help me. 186,000 miles a second. How many got a car that goes that fast? I mean, could you imagine if y'all did that? You say, Keith, we could be home quickly. No, you would be past Nashville. You'd be over in another country, okay? Or another world. I mean, you just, you, you can't travel that fast. But it would take you, at the speed of light, it would take you eight minutes to get to the sun. Eight, eight minutes. And, and, and it's one million times the size of earth. The sun is one million times bigger. Listen to what the Psalm 33, 6 says. He says, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, their story host by the breath of his mouth. By the, he went, I mean, all God did was breathe in this major galaxy, stars, planets appeared. You're like, well, he, he's, he's a pretty big guy. I mean, I'm kind of small stuff, you are. But here, let's, let's just continue to go on because let's say I got a golf ball today. And, and this is a really special golf ball. This golf ball was signed by the second Heisman Trophy winner at Auburn University. It's got Bo Jackson on it. Sure, I'll give it back to you. Somebody's going to mob me for it, okay? But, but this golf ball, and let's say 
that this uh, golf ball represents earth. And basically the sun would be another 15 foot in diameter around this. And it would just, uh, it would be incredible how much bigger the sun is than the earth. It would take 960,000 of these golf balls in a 15 foot circumference to fill, to be the difference between earth and the sun. Oh, but let me go ahead and blow your mind even more. The sun is one of God's lesser creations. Let's go ahead and continue to build a case. Secondly, Betelgeuse is going to come up. Betelgeuse. Now, Betelgeuse, you say that 10 times fast. Betelgeuse is fast. It's 427 light years away at 186,000 miles a second, twice the size of Earth's orbit around the sun. Around the sun. I mean, we're getting massive here. And it would be like if, if the earth was a golf ball, it would take six empire state buildings standing on top of one another. Now, that's a lot of golf balls, people. I mean, it would take 262 trillion earths to fill up that capacity. In other words, and somebody did this study, it says it would fill up Candlestick Park up to the brim. But wait a minute. And Jesus went... He breathed and it was formed. But wait a minute, we're, we're not through. And then we're going to go to Musifi. And that's another one of our stars. And it's even bigger. And if the earth is a golf ball, because that's kind of my analogy today, in the width of two uh, Golden State bridges end to end, it would take 2.7 quadrillion earths. That sounds like our national deficit. And it's overwhelming about how big this. And And let me, here we go. Uh, hundred. I have a hard time with that. And thousand, and and then they tell me million, and then we have billion, and then we have tree. Yeah, our debt, trillion, and then we get in a quadrillion. We get all these. Listen to this. It, uh, let me tell you what. Anybody know what a million seconds is? A million seconds was twelve days ago. You're saying, man, you've been staying up late. No, I got some good research. Listen to this. Do you know what a billion seconds was? May 1975. And a trillion seconds was 29,700 B.C. ago. But a quadrillion was 30,800,000 years ago. In other words, it's three quadrillion Earths would fit inside the star. And God speaks, and he forms another star, another galaxy. But then let's go to another one, the fourth one, Canis Majoris. You're saying, man, I know I'm getting winded just telling y'all the story. It, it's amazing here. And as I look at this, there's seven quadrillion Earths inside of it. It would be enough golf balls to cover the inst- entire state of California at a two-foot depth. You're saying, I ain't so big. No, you're not so big. God is unbelievable, and he's spoken through stars. But if we're not careful, we tend to shrink God down. And Christmas is a great time to elevate, to give him glory. You know what glory means? I I ask Christians all the time, they go, I have no idea. We just sing it, glory. Glory means to ascribe worth. It means to elevate the worth of who he is, his deity. We ought to elevate worth to God. I think we ought to put our hands together right now and just praise the Lord Jesus Christ because he's an awesome and mighty God. And he's just worthy because he's creator and he's redeemer and he's friend. 
and he's come near. I, man, I'm just, I'm hoping some of you are going, man, God breathes. And, and, and I want you to think about this. God is so awesome. He just breathes and the stars are formed. And the bigger miracle is not so much about the galaxies and the stars that I've just told you about four. The bigger miracle is he became flesh. And he dwelled among us for a while. 33 years to be exact. And we thought so much of him that we ridiculed him and mocked him and banned him and nailed him to a cross. But praise God that the story that isn't in there. Three, I was thinking about creation at three days. Did you know at three days you're 16 cells? At 11 weeks, here it is, you're the size of a golf ball at 11 weeks. Did you know that, Chrissy? At 11 weeks, that little baby right now that's forming you was, how, how many weeks are you now? You're 19. So I don't, so it's big. Hey, hey, John, did you know your son, it's going to be a boy, right? I went brain dead in the lights. Okay. Your son to be, he's bigger than a golf ball. I know you're going, well, praise God, because you would, you know, you might step on him or something. But, but listen to this. But I want you to look at seven months. That's what it's going to be like at seven months. And let me really blow your mind if I hadn't blown your mind already. Jesus Christ took that form at seven months inside Mary. And then a couple more. And hey, and just think about this. And the God of the universe that created you and I, guess what he did? The God that breathed stars out. One day in Bethlehem, one night, he was born. And he... He breathed for the first time. He took a breath of air just like us. So he totally identifies with us. I'm hoping that this Christmas somehow you're going to get wowed because my whole point today is I want to reignite the wonder of Jesus in Christmas. Because, man, we just get running through it and we start thinking Santa Claus and this and services and the God breather, the star maker, you know, the exact representation. I mean, y'all, we can't even approach the sun or we'll be a crispy critter. How do we think we can approach the glory of the eternal God without him changing our very life? God has come near in Christ. He's become flesh. But you know what? The good news is Jesus didn't come to burn you and me. He came to heal us. Would you write that down somewhere in your worship guide today? Jesus came to heal me. I've already talked to some people this morning. They say, I need healing. And I'm at, am I in a good place when I say Jesus came to heal? Hey, come on, say it like you mean it. Amen. Amen. Yeah, you want to know? I'll tell you what, you get sick this week. See if you need a healer, okay? And somebody have already, has already talked to me about you. You need healing. The stars we can't comprehend. He becomes human. And then, so Jesus is the revealer. Jesus, Jesus is the creator. Now, let's look at this next one. Jesus is the purifier for my soul. He purifies me from iniquity. In Hebrews 1, verse 3, we'll go back to it. It says, after he provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he sits down. And just this morning, I was reading in my personal quiet time, I'm reading through the New Testament, and I was reading 1 John. And just for today, I was reading it just to hear from God, not to preach, not for sermon material, didn't need anything else. But Jesus just wanted to reinforce this to my man. And, he, and then I said, well, Lord, can I share it? Of course. 1 John 3, 3, write it on your notes. It's not in there. This is bonus. It's because you came today. 1 John 3, 3. It says, everyone who has his hope purifies himself just as he is pure. Christ is purity. He's perfect. He's unblemished. 
and he purifies you and I from our sin. He's our advocate. He's our defense to the Father. Why does he care this much? Because he's crazy about us. But you know what happened? In our world, some of us have some weird theology, and we've had some things that happen to us, and I'm going to prove something to you, or at least see if you remember this. I bet you will. There's this Christmas song that we sing as kids, and it'll mess you up. I want you to sing with me as soon as I start, okay? 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 You're like, no, we're going to let you be a fool, preacher. Just go ahead. Y'all have done that before, too. John Mark, will you sing with me? (laughs) Then I'm in good company. He can't sing either, but he loves Jesus. Okay, here we go. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. Oh, you better watch out. That will stop. That'll freak you out as a little kid. <laughs> Who made up that song? I just created the process and I took over the room. Y'all sang it back to me. But I remember as a kid, and let me... We got a few kids in here, not supposed to be in here. Okay, but I remember as a little kid, we have great children's ministry. I try to tell y'all that over there. They're in the theater next door. But I remember, so hey, I'm not responsible for the content. So here it is. But I remember hearing that, and I'd go, oh, my goodness. I mean, it freaks you out when you think Santa Claus is looking in the window watching. How does uh, Santa Claus, how's his grandfather? How does Santa Claus know all that? How does he know that? But you know what? And we treat God like God knows when I've been good or bad. He does know. All is laid bare before a holy God. Amen? We don't hide anything from God. But God, come, he's come, I don't say come near, God's already come near, we ask him to come near to us, but it's the message of Christmas, the incarnation of Jesus, of God, he comes, he, listen to Hebrews 10, 11, day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties again and again, I'm so glad I don't have to do that duty again and again, offer, he offers the same sacrifices, which can never take away the sins, Hebrews 10, 12, but when the priest is offered for all time, one sacrifice for sins, He sat down at the right hand of God. The supreme, eternal, perfect priest is Jesus. And once and for all, Jesus sat down. The church said, Amen. I believe. He sat down. It was over. We didn't have to make purification because Jesus is not only a revealer. He's not only a creator. He's a purifier. And he purifies your soul and my soul if we come to him. So it's a huge uh, impact here today. As I look at this, matter of fact, I want you to turn over to Hebrews chapter 12. Just turn over a few pages. And if you look at Hebrews 12, verse 18, and he begins to, he talks about these great theological truths, but then he, in verse 18, 12, 18, he says, You have not come to a mountain that can be touched and that is burning with fire, to the darkest gloom and storm, to a trumpet blast, or to such a voice speaking words, that those who heard it begged that though further word would be spoken to them but because they could not bear what was commanded if even an animal touches the mountain it must be stoned that sight was so terrifying that moses said i am trembling with fear moving on down to verse 22 but you have come to mount zion to the heavenly jerusalem the city of the living god and you've come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly to the church of the firstborn in other words you've come to jesus you've come to the mediator to the priest of the, of the new covenant. It's great news. It's, here, here's the news of Christmas. It's a game changer. Christ has come. Amen. Star breather. He just speaks. 
and stars and galaxies are formed. He speaks in creation and life as we know it is formed. And then in 12, 28, he says, And therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. So worship God acceptably with reverence and with awe. I pray that this Christmas season for you and I, that somehow we worship Jesus, not from afar, but up close, a front row seat, and we come close to him. I heard about a program in a church play. The program read this. The part of Jesus this year will be played by a 40-watt light bulb. And here's the truth of the church. Some people have reduced Jesus to a 40-watt light bulb. And I tried to just prove from you a couple of things from astrology about how great and mighty and massive and ever-growing and all-encompassing God He is that we know and serve in Christ. So I want you to write in the box. The bottom line is, be blown away this Christmas by the majesty of Jesus. Jesus Christ the Son of the living God has come near. And these incarnational passages just begin to speak life and move and touch us. And I'm like, God, thank you for Hebrews. It was written. You know who Hebrews was written to? To the Hebrews. And there were a bunch of people, the Jews were becoming the believers there out of Judaism. And, 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 and yet they were having a hard time. And some of them were ready to kind of bail out on the faith. And what does God do? He gives them a pep talk. Do you realize when you and I read scripture, we get a lot of pep talks? Do you know what I'm saying? Hey, guys, have y'all ever had a pep talk? Yeah. Have you ever been chewed out before? Hey, did you want your coach to come confess to me after that? No, he didn't have to. Isn't that great? He goes to Jesus, you know? But you know, you know what it is to, to be yelled at. But the incarnational passage, I want I want you to hear this. If God, listen, this, this is good. I want you to write this down. If God is bigger, like we know he is and should be, then our problems grow, get smaller. If we really focus on how great and massive and how awesome our God is, our problems get smaller. If we focus about how great and how big our God is, then the headlines in life, they tend to get smaller because you focus on God. If, the, if, the, if our God is so big, then our worries and those things that trouble us and keep us up at night, they can tend to get smaller because we focus on God. If our egos and our needs will get smaller and we'll focus on how big God is, then a new work happens. I'm just praying this year that God's going to do something new in us, that we're going to let the star breather. Would you write that somewhere in your note today? Star breather. That's who Jesus is. He's morning star and he's star breather. He's come near. I mean, I, I read this stuff and, 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 and watch stuff on astrology and stars, and it's pretty unbelievable. I mean, it just blows me away. And that's just what man's been able to discover because God's illuminated and given us a little wisdom and a Hubble and different telescopes and things. But the reality is, we, we got about that much understanding. He's massive. So here it is today. Next time you golfers go out or you don't play golf, I don't play golf. I have to go see people who have golf balls. Although I'm going to keep this one. It's got Bo Jackson's name on No, I'm kidding. That's the size of earth. And we began to see how great and big and massive God is. But for that little earth, the son of glory the exact representation of God came near can, can y'all find Alabama on here hey guys tough one can y'all find Nashville on here that is where Belmont is right want to make sure I'm in the right state okay
God knows. He's a storm breather. Let's bow our heads. Jesus, it is so good to be with your kids today and to proclaim the wonderful love of Christ. And Lord, I can't even comprehend what I've been talking about. But I can know your love, and so can these people here in Jesus. For Christ became flesh and dwelled among us. Lord, I pray that today you would come and you would enter a heart that's maybe open for you for the first time, that they would draw near. Thank you, Lord, that you didn't leave us to drift and just stay out there by ourselves, but you came to earth to save us. God, I pray now that you would blow us away by your uncomprehendable love. Lord, I pray that you would be so big this Christmas that it would really be about you, Jesus. Star breather, would you come and breathe new life into souls right now? Would you enter into a heart or hearts, Lord Jesus? I pray that somebody would be still and they would call upon the Messiah and they would say, Jesus, be born in me today. I turn from my sin and I trust you in the name of Christ. Hope you'll share that with somebody if you made that decision. We're going to do a great song right now. Uh, Isn't it about unspeakable joy? We're going to take off on that. We've got to sing about that because that's how great our God is. Once again, this weekend, uh, or not, yeah, next Friday, whenever it is, candlelight, 24th, 5 o'clock. I hope you'll come really, come early because it'll start to fill up. It'll be a great time. Uh, Once again, Belmont, thank you for entertaining us this morning (laughs) and being here to worship with us. Man, God bless you.